Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show that shares honest, real-life stories and insider info from internationals living in Canada. I am your host, Kate Malcolm, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Since then, I've launched the Newcomer Collective, home of this podcast, as well as the New to Canada Academy, the step-by-step online video course that guides you through everything you need to build a new life in Canada that you love. You can learn more at thenewcomercollective.com. Join me on this show as I chat with fellow newcomers and learn all about where they are from in the world, why they chose Canada as their new home, and the lessons they've learnt along the way. It's great to have you. Are you wondering what it's like to live in a small Canadian city compared to one of the bigger, more popular cities like Toronto? Look no further than this episode's guest, Mustafa from Pakistan. In this episode, he shares his experience of being an international student at Queen's University and moving from crowded Karachi to the close-knit community of Kingston, Ontario. Yeah, so the funny thing is that uh, in mid-August, I went to New York for two, three days. And the day I came back, my uncle took me to Kingston for a viewing trip. Like, you know, this is the city. And when he showed me the city, I asked him, <laughs> is this the city or are you going to show me the city now? Yeah. And he was like, no, th- this is the city. I was like, that's it? This is it, yeah. So it, it felt very small. The lake, then the university, and then the downtown, and then the residential. So it's all a 15 to 20 minute walk. So that aspect I really enjoyed because that's pretty much impossible in in Chicago or Toronto. Especially the sense of community in Kingston because pretty much everyone knows everyone over there. And they really enjoy having international students in the city. And I think it's a university town, so they really push it. Since making the move to Canada, Mustafa has explored all 10 Canadian provinces and gives you a dose of inspiration to simply try out what areas in Canada might work for you. He also explains his career path as a fresh graduate in Canada and his experience living and working in Toronto. Let's start the show. Hi, Mustafa. How are you? Hi, Kate. I'm good. And thank you so much for having me. And uh, how are you? I am well. It's so good to finally have you on the show. God, I think it's been a year in the making, I think. <laughs> I hope you'll forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no worries. A lot has happened in between. So exactly. More stories to tell. <laughs> yes, you just keep catching me at the worst times, you know, getting married, <laughs> launching, moving to Canada online courses. But um, yeah, I'm so excited to jump back into to producing the show, getting to chat with wonderful people like yourself. So thank you so much for your time of today. I'm very excited to be here. Awesome. So you're joining us from Toronto. How long have you lived there now? because you've done quite a little tour around testing out different areas right yeah so actually this year i've traveled like counting last summer as well i've traveled to all 10 provinces in canada oh wow and uh, i've been living i had been living in kingston for four years where i did my master's and then i just moved to toronto this summer in may uh-huh. but i had been coming to toronto for like pretty much once in two three months at least when i was in kingston because Anything I wanted was always happening in Toronto. So I had to go. <laughs> yeah. It's the hub of, of things and things to do and people to meet and all of that good stuff. But yeah, that's amazing. Ten provinces. That's awesome. That's I've I've definitely not done that myself. What what's been your your best memory from from those travels? Which province kind of stood out for you the most? It's interesting because I think all of them were very unique in their own way. I was surprised that Nova Scotia was much more than I expected and like East Coast is very underrated. Mm. Like uh, when when I used to think of traveling and all my friends, we always used to think about Vancouver, Banff, and uh, Montreal. But yes. uh, Halifax, I really liked. Prince Edward Island was very unique in its own way. The beaches were very colorful, reddish beaches. And and as we were just talking about Newfoundland, which was a very interesting place, St. John's, yes. <laughs> especially the especially the views of the Atlantic Ocean. I think. Those views were one of the best views that I've seen from Signal Hill. Yeah, that place is just so unique. It just doesn't feel like Canada. The culture, the accents, you know. And then, yeah, the the, the coastal views were, yeah, I agree, probably some of the best views I've probably ever seen, you know. They're stunning. So, 
Yeah, it's so true. There's so many underrated places. You always kind of gravitate towards Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal. It's interesting when you hear about, yeah, making it out to all the other places that Canada's got to offer. I definitely need to do more traveling myself. So yeah, interesting. Maybe I'll check out uh, Nova Scotia next because I've not been there. So yeah, and even uh, places like Saskatchewan and Manitoba, like I've, I was probably the first person in my friend circle and pretty much, I'm pretty much the first person like whoever I talked to. <laughs> who went there mm-hmm. and a lot of people were very surprised that why did you go there and I was like why not like I've not heard anything about it nothing negative nothing positive actually so I just wanted to see how it is and I was like Winnipeg I really liked as well and uh, Saskatchewan in terms of living and cost it's a very nice place to move if you're new to Canada because uh, the car insurance was very low the rent over there was very low the opportunities were uh, decent over there the opportunities to get a permanent residency over there were very high as well. So Mm. they were all very interesting places, actually. Yeah, so good. Definitely explore. There's so many many options, really. It's a huge country. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll definitely chat more about your experiences living in different places. I think it's really useful to to hear more about the comparison between small cities and large cities in your experience you've you know you mentioned Kingston now you're in Ontario so yeah obviously location is a huge decision when moving to a new country so yeah looking forward to that but first as always let's chat about your country of origin you are originally from Pakistan and yeah first of all yeah let me say I'm so sorry to hear all about the flooding that is happening there truly unimaginable awful news coming out of there I hope everyone you know and love is is safe and okay yeah because I was born in Karachi which is the metropolitan city of Pakistan so most of the cities they have had uh, urban flooding but they they recovered much quicker but the other areas the villages especially and the northern area, they, they've suffered. Mm. I think this is pretty much the biggest calamity that's happened. Yeah. Like that I've seen in Pakistan, but, uh, it's, we are recovering and a lot of people have come to our help and aid and hopefully we'll be back on track. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really. It's devastating. And yeah. Can you recommend, you know, any ways that, that listeners could help if they want to do so? Do you know of any, any things that we can? give back to you? Or? Yeah, so there are a lot of uh, NGOs that are doing work over there. A lot of my friends have actually just, you know, taken a week off work in the city and they raised oh, money wow. and they moved uh, to the areas and they were working there because uh, a lot of people were actually giving a lot of food to the people over there because of their kitchens just sinking and there weren't really options of making food over there. So they were bringing the food from the city to the areas and so a lot of NGOs have raised. I think uh, if you're in Canada, Islamic Relief Canada has done a lot of good work over there. Red Cross is doing really amazing work. And uh, yeah, there's a tons of NGOs that I'll share links with as well. Wonderful. Yes, we will definitely add those to the show links. So, you know, if you want to support the, the flooding in Pakistan, we'll definitely add that in for you. That'd be great if you could share those for us. Um, yeah, so let's chat about your experience growing up there you were born in Karachi as you mentioned what what was that like so Karachi is a massive city I'm sure the numbers online they aren't authentic but I'm pretty sure the population is at least 25 million plus yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty much normal in Asia it's nothing big <laughs> so I was born there I lived my whole life before coming to Canada over there and Karachi is a city that I was just so a lot of people used to come to Karachi for work and like a lot of my friends, we were always in the city in the same area. Whereas in Canada, I feel like people move around a lot. Like when I was in Kingston, someone got a job in Ottawa, someone got a job in Montreal, someone got a job in Toronto. So people move around a lot. But in Karachi, it was a great experience that my childhood friends are still my best friend and we still live in the same area. And it's uh, every time I go back home and they come back from someone's outside or someone's still there. And we just meet up pretty, it's pretty easy over there. So when I was in Kingston, it was my first time when it was freezing rain. Oh, yeah. Oh, fun. <laughs> so I was like, fond memories. <laughs> I would walk back home. I'll just take a taxi over there because we didn't have a lift over there or Uber's pretty slow. So when I took the taxi and I, the guy asked me, is this your first time? So I was like, yeah, I've lived for 25 years and this is my first time that I've, I'm witnessing this year. So he's like, oh, look at the positive side that you've lived 25 years in a good <laughs> weather <laughs> and yeah. now, you're, now you're gonna get used to it. I was like, yeah, that's, that's one way of looking at it. 
Yeah, freezing rain, that's a lot of trust in a cab driver that you don't necessarily know the skills <laughs> of. <laughs> yeah, so our, our winter in Pakistan, like I used to live in the coastal city. So max, I think it used to go to 10 to 15 degrees plus. Lovely. So, that's a good temperature. That's the Brit in me. I'm like, oh, yes, like a nice 19, <laughs> 18, 19 with a breeze. Love it. <laughs> yeah, so that was our like uh, peak, peak winter. <laughs> so I really enjoyed the winters over there. Summers started to become a bit harsh, and I think now they're much more harsh, like 45 degrees has become Oof. a bit consistent. <laughs> Yikes. And with the, <laughs> we used to have a lot of power shortages as well, so adding that to it. Yeah. <laughs> really, no AC, <laughs> no fans. Yeah. <laughs> really oh made God. it interesting. Yeah, but being by the coast, that's so nice. I saw, you know, I was doing my research, the photos of the ocean there. It looks so beautiful. You know, you've got the food and the music and like the relationships you were saying, all this very, you know, friends and the hospitality of your neighbors and all of that, that culture is, do you miss that a lot since moving here or have you found that here? I found a bit over here, but not in the same extent as in Pakistan. Pakistan's a country which is known for its hospitality and like hospitality comes first. Like if you goes to someone's place they won't let you leave unless you've had appetizer dinner dessert three rounds of uh, tea coffee (laughs) (laughs) so hospitality is something i've uh, i've I've missed here because Mm -hmm. uh here it's more like acquaintances than friendships Mm -hmm. and everyone's very busy over here whereas over there our culture is more like you know family and you know more socializing with family and friends mm, more open it it takes less to kind of break through and you know open up to people and develop deep deep connections you know here i do find it's the same in england as well it's this you know western culture of just being a bit closed off it takes a lot more to to find those close friends and develop that i think it's yeah it's really strange you know since yeah. starting the podcast i've learned <laughs> that about us so <laughs> yeah and even I would say, like, uh, there was a strong relation with all our neighbors. And, like, we used to play street cricket or in terms of any cultural event, we used to share sweets or food. But here, like, now I live in a building, I really don't know who lives next door. Still. Yeah, it's <laughs> a shame. You have to just get, like, stuck in the elevator one day. And you're like, yes, finally, we can talk and become <laughs> friends. This is the all it takes to be stuck in an elevator. <laughs> I've talked to many people in the elevator, but that's probably, like, 30 seconds, 40 seconds. And right. then I probably don't see them for, like, two, three months. And then I see yeah. them again. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get a dog. I feel like that's the only way, especially yeah. if you're in the big city. I feel like when I go to Toronto, there's all these dog walkers and then you have such a good excuse to talk to people. <laughs> you can see them again and again in the same dog park and strike up conversation. I just, I just need a dog. That's all I need. Yeah, and I can make that, friends. That's, that's the hack. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So Karachi, um, Pakistan as a whole, have you, have you managed to travel a lot of the country yourself or did you mostly stay, like you said, in, in Karachi? So I was fortunate to move around quite a bit and I've moved to the, I've left. Like I've uh, visited the four provinces and I've visited a lot of the villages area as well because <clears throat> like I said, I lived in the city. So it used to get a bit hectic after a while. So I did move, uh, like I did visited the villages for two, three days and it felt like a totally different vibe. Cause I was going to say that the contrast must be huge from 20 million people in one <laughs> city to, yeah, just a village. And, you know, you've got the, those rocky valleys and lakes and, you know, it's so beautiful. So yeah, yeah the contrast must be a shock. Yeah, it's been, it, it's, uh, the villages are more slow and there the relationships are like to another level. Like, mm-hmm. like few of my friends, they're like, their families are the head of the villages. So if a guest of wow. their family comes in, Half the villages used to come and greet us and be like, how are you? I hope you had a safe journey. And you had to meet like one after another, like probably 50 people in a day. And eat from every single one. <laughs> like, eat this, eat this. Eat. You can't leave yeah. without, you know, you're hungry. It's like, I'm not, I'm going to puke. <laughs> yeah, so that was a lot of fun. And that was <clears throat> the province where Karachi is since. And then Punjab has a lot of cities, like this Lahore and Rawalpindi, Faisalabad, like big cities. So... Over there, it was much uh, fun to see the city wide and Balochistan, which is the uh, province next to us, has a very good coastal area. And but our north is, I would say, is very underrated. It's just like you're in Banff or Jasper. A lot of wow, yes. tourists have come there now. They've started developing it much more, and that's one place that I haven't seen that much in detail, and that is still on my list. And I've seen a bit of it. 
But now the areas and the hotels that they've made and a lot of new places, they're very amazing. Sadly, some of the hotels drowned in these floods. Right. But oh. I'm hoping they would uh, recover pretty soon because that is uh, like our tourism industry was just about to rise. Yes. Oh, I hate that. That's so such a shame. But yes, I think, you know, if you, you just need to Google that, <laughs> the mm-hmm. place, it's so stunning. And I'm sure, yeah, if, if they build it, tourists will come. I mean, I Googled Pasu Cones. Have you been there? <gasps> it's no, literally like a work of art. <laughs> oh my God. I've never seen mountains like it. I can only imagine just sitting there and just staring at that landscape. It's so unique. I've actually never seen anything like it. So I yeah. have to go and see it in person. Yeah, even when I went to Banff last summer and I posted a lot of pictures, some people thought I'm in Pakistan. <laughs> ah, really? See, people wouldn't know that. You know, I was speaking to other guests and, you know, some of some countries that are hot and dry and, you know, lots of desert and things like that. You know, you just think of those, you think of that, but, you know, it's crazy. Like Egypt, for example, you think, oh, you know, it's going to be a pyramids and, and heat and, and dust. And it's, you know, there's all these gorgeous ocean fronts and, yeah, you know, luscious, like, green mountains, and, yeah, it's nuts. So, yeah. yeah, and I love the all of the stunning mosques that you have and the architecture in the cities. You've got the colourful tiles. So, yeah, lots to see. Yeah, a lot, of, uh, a lot of history in Pakistan mm. from the Mughal Empire. So, I hope, I mean, they've preserved it so far. <laughs> yeah. So, what can you recommend for anyone going to Pakistan for the first time? What's kind of the a couple of, like, the must-sees and must-visits? So, Pakistan is uh, a country which has pretty much everything, like deserts, mountains, oceans, lakes, rivers. So, I would recommend I have a one-week trip and just visiting, probably landing in the capital, which is Islamabad, because it's, uh, it's very green and very organized and very clean, I would say, in comparison. Mm-hmm. So, starting from there, because Islamabad is just at the edge of all the mountains, so you can take a trip to all the mountainous areas, and once you're then with all the Banff-like places, you can come to Lahore, which has a lot of uh, architecture. So that is an interesting place. And then coming down to Karachi, where you can enjoy the ocean fronts and a lot of the main city vibe. Karachi, I would say I compared a lot with Toronto because it's, uh, it's very busy, always happening, and it doesn't rest. <laughs> cool. Okay, so... When did you eventually move to Canada then? How did that come about? You said you were in Karachi for 25 years. So I, I hear it's been a bit of a crazy ride. It started um, with your family and then they decided not to move and then you convinced them to move. So run us through that that crazy journey. Yeah, for sure. A bit of a backstory and you'll enjoy this part because so my dad really applied for our immigration and he really wanted us to have an option of being relocating to Canada. He didn't insist on it. So we came here in 2015, we lived in Mississauga, we got the PR cards and we went back and then my sister, then my dad and mom, they were like very well settled, but I always wanted to move to Canada. So once I graduated, uh, two of my best friends, they, they used to live in London, UK. Okay. And they said that now that you're free, why not just come to England for like two weeks or three weeks? So I was like, okay, maybe I'll try. I, I'm sure I won't get the visa. Because it's very difficult for us. Our, our passport is very weak. I think it's the third weakest in the world. <laughs> but because I had the Canadian PR card, I instantly got the visa. Like even when I went to the visa line, there were lots of families. And, you know, you have to show a lot of documents. They all got rejection and I got an acceptance. Everybody was pretty surprised. I was very surprised. Oh, wow. So it was a kind of a bypass into, into England, into the UK with yeah. your Canadian PR card. Interesting. Yeah. So when I went mm-hmm. to England and... It really just opened my eyes. Like <clears throat> England, for me at that time in 2017, it felt very advanced to Pakistan. And there was so many, so much happening over there. I love the, uh, what was it called? The underground train, the tube. Mm-hmm. Yes. There were so many, so many brands. There was so much happening. There was a lot of exposure that I felt like I was missing out when I was living in Pakistan. But suppose that, giving an example, Pakistan still doesn't have an Apple store. So when I, and Apple is my favorite brand since a long time. So when I went to London and I went to the Apple store and all the products and I was like, wow, we do have all the products available in Pakistan, but they're, they're like, they come through another way. There's a lot of tax on it. They get more expensive. So like I went to London and then I went to Scotland and Edinburgh and that really just opened my eyes. And when I came back to Pakistan, then I really pushed my family that, you know, 
now I want to move to Canada because I want to live that first world experience now. <laughs> so when you went to Canada that first time with your family, they got PR cards. Were they thinking we all want to move to Canada and they tried it or was it just a temporary thing for them and they always knew they were going to go back? I mean, at that time, we took it as a vacation, a two, three month vacation. Okay. We came here. We didn't explore that much. We just went to Niagara Falls, I think Toronto a few times. A lot of family here. So we just visited there and we just... uh Explored a little on our own. And at that time, it was a bit 50-50. But once we came back home and, you know, we did a lot of pros and cons, my dad and my mom, they're a bit much older. So they didn't really want to leave everything back there and then uh, come to Canada and start fresh because a lot of things we had to do from scratch over here. Like my dad, he's, uh, his licenses weren't working here in engineering. So he had to study a bit and then do a lot of things there. So he wasn't really us. He really liked it, and he really wanted us to come here. But he himself really didn't think that it would make sense. And my mom, she really enjoys Pakistan. I still don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> she has all her friends there, and she's very comfortable. So she didn't want to move either. But I always had that uh, plan that you know I eventually want to move. So they gave me a choice that once if I get a master's admission. Then I can come to Canada. Oh, the challenge. Yeah. Good parenting. <laughs> <laughs> so then I really worked hard to get an admission. And uh, I eventually got an admission at Queen's University okay. in Kingston. And that's where, and at that time, I didn't even know where Kingston was, to be honest. I was like, Kingston. Jamaica, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, like, if I Google Kingston upon Thames even comes up in the UK, Jamaica comes up. Right. And like the Canadian dream had always been, the CN Tower, Toronto buildings, right, like yeah. downtown life. So I always dreamt about that. But this uh, pivot came in between. <laughs> right. And that was just a fluke. Obviously, that's the school you got into and the opportunity came to you. So you went, okay, Kingston it is. Let's go yeah, check it out. Like I actually didn't apply at that time. Like I focused my uh, applications on at York University, at U of T, at Ryerson. And then surprisingly, like, in a mall, I just saw my old principal of my college, and I, I knew that he wouldn't recognize me, but I still went up to him, and I, you know, talked to him, and I was like, how's everything, and and then he asked me, like, what are your plans for master's now, and then he recommended me out of nowhere to, you know, apply for Queen's University, and he said it's very, it's a very good university, and it won't be in the GTA, but I would really want you to apply there. And like that moment, like, I don't know where he came out of, where he just put that in my mind, like an inception. And then <laughs> then once I saw the programs that Queens offered, and they were just more interesting, attractive to me, because I did a master's in business innovation and entrepreneurship, and I was always into startups. So once I saw that, and I got an admission into Queens, I mean... I had to go to Kingston. <laughs> yeah. So how, what was that gap from getting that acceptance to, to actually moving to Kingston? Did you have some time to, to prepare and research and how excited were you in that time? So I, I moved to Canada even before I got the admission. Oh, you're already yeah, there. <laughs> Cause I was like, you know, at that time I told my parents that, you know, uh, I wasted a lot of time at my PR card in Pakistan. So to renew it, I, I have to be in Canada for at least two years. And only two years were left of my car. Right. Oh, gosh. So I came here. I was living with my uh, cousins in Hamilton. Then I lived in Mississauga. And at that time, I got my admission into Queens. And once I got the admission, then I started researching about Kingston more in detail. And I was like, is it really worth it to, you know, move three hours from Toronto? And uh, But my... A lot of people, a lot of my family and friends, they told me at that time that, you know, in Mississauga, you're living the same lifestyle as you were in Pakistan. All your friends are from Pakistan. You don't speak English over here. I mean, in Mississauga, you can just talk in Urdu or Hindi and Punjabi and you can get by. You don't need to speak English there. A lot of my friends were just Indian Pakistani. We used to play cricket, eat the same Pakistani food, go to the hookah bars. And it's same exact same lifestyle. So my... Family was really pushing me to move to Kingston to get that Canadian experience, move out of this life. Now that you're in Canada, you know, explore more culture and explore more opportunities. 
So that was a pushing point for me as well. Right. Would that be advice that you would give to, you know, anyone thinking of moving for that reason? Like, oh, there won't be as much culture shock. You know, I'm going to join people from my country. It's going to be, you know, a nice segue. Was it, did you appreciate that segue? Did it make it a lot easier for you? Obviously you made friends and then you could transition easier or do you, would you advise people to just, you know, avoid that and, and just jump straight in? So I think it varies person to person. Some people I've seen are yeah. just too comfortable in their own group and their own culture and tradition. But I would uh, definitely recommend that, you know, if you've been comfortable in your home country, now it's time for you to be uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, explore more and more opportunities because uh, the more different cultures you learn, the more exposure you get and the more your mind opens and the more you want to research totally. and learn more. And I've lived both of them and there was no growth for me when I was in my Pakistani culture and it was just the same thing. But uh, to get that Canadian experience that I really uh, wanted, you have to be outside your comfortable zone. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's definitely uncomfortable. And, but, um, yeah, growth is what's that quote? You know, you don't grow where you're comfortable or something like that. Yeah. I can't think of it right now, but you get it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, you mentioned those cities then. I would probably say those are quite big cities, you know, the Mississaugas of the world. Um, what was that like transitioning from Mississauga to, to Kingston or Hamilton to Kingston or wherever you were? Yeah. So the funny thing is that. Uh, in mid-August, I went to New York for two, three days. And the day I came back, my uncle took me to Kingston for a viewing trip. Like, you know, this is the city. And when he showed me the city, I asked him, is this the city or are you going to show me the city now? Yeah. He was like, no, th this is the city. I was like, that's it? This is it, yeah. He was like, yeah, you didn't... I, and I didn't even Google, like, much at that time because I was in New York and I just came back and he was like, it's just a day trip, we'll go and come back. So it, it felt very small. I think at that time it was just hundred or one fifty thousand people in in the city. There there were no tall buildings, just a small downtown. Uh, the university was I really liked the university. The architecture over there, the lakefront was pretty nice over there. So once I moved there in September, the university had a lot of things happening at that time. Freshers' week, so I really explored the city, and I think Kingston is one of the cities where it's just a fifteen to twenty minute walk everywhere like <laughs> the the lake then the university and then the downtown and then the residential so it's all a 15 to 20 minute walk so it really nice. didn't push me to get a car or even to sit in a bus like I could just walk everywhere especially in the summertime so that aspect I really enjoyed because that's pretty much impossible in, in Mississauga or Toronto yeah especially yeah. the sense of community in Kingston because pretty much everyone knows everyone over there they really enjoy having international students in the city. And I think it's a university town, so they really push it. And one thing I really liked about Kingston was that it was in the middle of the, I would say, the best triangle in Canada, uh, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal. So we were like in the middle, like two hours to Ottawa, three hours left and right to Montreal and Toronto. So we could really explore. Like I really like traveling, so I could really easily explore Montreal and Ottawa multiple times. Yeah, I love that too. I love that about where I am because, you know, I am in more, you know, that quiet life with the nature around me. But then if I want the sit, the, you know, the fix of the city, it's like an hour and a half drive oh, and then I'm in Toronto. Perfect. So yes, yeah, it is nice. You get the best of both worlds in some Yeah. Ways. And even Kingston had a lot of nature, a lot of uh, historical buildings because his, Kingston was the first capital of Canada way back oh really i had no yeah. idea that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they they have this fort henry which is pretty amazing because you could just uh see like how cannons and everything they still have the cannon celebration they have the confederation place uh the first prime minister his office was somewhere there so they really have all the historical points as well and then they have mm. the lakefront which is amazing over there because uh there's a few ferries that take you around the Thousand Islands, which is a, which is like a landmark here. Like after Niagara Falls, I think in Ontario, the Thousand Islands are a pretty amazing place to explore. And they're like, I think three, four points where you can take a ferry from. So Kingston had pretty much everything for a small town that I've not seen anywhere else in Ontario because most of them are landlocked, but Kingston, because of, of the lake, there were so many other opportunities to explore as well that, that I really enjoyed. 
for four years actually <laughs> yeah I love that you said that about the Thousand Islands because I haven't done that but my parents did it when they came to visit me and I was I had to go to work and so they would like find their own things to do and they ended up in Kingston <laughs> <laughs> driving to Kingston and then they yeah they said there was really a really really nice city like it's really nice houses and yeah you've got the the penitentiary I can never say that word penitentiary (laughs) um that's really cool part of history and you can tour that and yeah the the a thousand islands they had nothing but amazing things to say about that stunning yeah cool the the penitentiary has a actually has a show now which is called the mayor of uh kingstown and the guy who plays Hawkeye in Avengers, Jeremy Runner, he came to Kingston and the whole show was shot in that penitentiary. It's like a prison break kind of show. Oh, cool. And the cool thing about the Thousand Islands that I want to add is that, so I always wanted to sit in a helicopter. I've never done that before in Pakistan. So I had the option of taking it from Niagara. I saved us some money, so I had the option of either Niagara Falls or Toronto. But my friend told me that if I go 30 minutes uh, east of Kingston, where there's a small town called Gananakwe, you can take the Thousand Island helicopter tour, which is much more fascinating because uh, very less people know about it, very less people do it. So you really enjoy that because it takes you, you can see the islands from like a sky view and you can see like, you know, rich people, they don't own houses, they own islands. <laughs> right, they have a boat Decks, some have a helicopter pad there's like so many oh, things oh wow and uh, really cool so you can just kind of snoop on their rich lives <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the lake at that area in Ontario is like very clean like you can just see below as well so that is something I would highly recommend nice so let's just quickly touch on your experience as an international student in case anyone's listening to this what was it like starting school in Canada you know do you have any advice for for any new arriving students what advice do you have for them about you know the whole experience really I've not had it so yeah interested to know yeah it's a it's a very interesting experience I, I again it varies from university to university so in Kingston, because everyone was living uh, so close to each other and like after class, we would just, you know, hang around, go to a bar or just uh, go somewhere else. So it was, there was more community sense in Kingston and especially Kingston University that I really enjoyed. Whereas I've heard from my friends who either studied at uh, U of T or Ryerson or York that, that as soon as class ends, someone has to go back to Brampton, someone has to go to Mississauga, someone has to go to Hamilton, somebody lives in downtown. So everybody just disperses pretty quick. Right. Whereas in Kingston, there was more sense of community. And there was, because it's a university town, just separate uh, from like all the city and uh, like the track. Like I've seen riots and it's just in the middle of the city. So you'll, you'll meet the people quite often, suppose if you meet someone in uh, in the university. Whereas in Ryerson and other universities, it's a bit more difficult. So in that sense, I really enjoyed as an international student to meet more friends from around the world. And I made a lot of friends from India, whereas Pakistan and Indians, when I was back home, they had a bit of rivalry, but here they're all the same. So that was pretty interesting to know more about other cultures. And it uh, the studies do become a bit of stressful in Canada as an international student, especially in masters, because a lot of people were working part-time as well. And some some people are working full time as well, so it's a challenge to juggle off everything together. But I think it's worth the experience once you get the degree and then you see the future prospects. Yeah. So the advice I would just give to them is that, yeah, research everything before you come here. <laughs> Be mindful of everything: the economy, the weather. One thing that one one big CEO CEO of a company came to my business school and he told, especially to the international students, was that. If you work hard, you will find opportunities at the places you're least looking at. And that's been very true for me because the more I networked in Kingston, especially in uh, Toronto, the more opportunities I get from totally unknown places that I haven't been expecting. So I would highly recommend them to focus on networking. And uh, there were a lot of events in Kingston that I really wanted to go to, but none of my friends were accompanying me. So I just ended up going alone. I feel like that has been the best thing that I've done. Yeah. And then, then I made it my priority that I go to events alone so that I could easily network. Because I felt like 
at a few events I went with my friends and then I just hung out with them and we were just chilling. So I didn't really talk to anybody else. <laughs> yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah, I think it's it's so true, isn't it? That, that it's always the opportunities that you least expect that turn out to be, you know, often the best ones. I, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I know exactly how that feels. All, all of the jobs I've had in Canada, you know, have been pretty much from pushing myself outside of my comfort zone, networking and putting myself out there. And, you know, it's so uncomfortable to do, but yeah, it's, it's so true. It's, yeah, the same advice on this podcast again and again. So it must be right. <laughs> <laughs> so true true. so what are you doing now obviously you had a master's or you have a master's you finished it and yeah you've got some great success from networking so um I was gonna say that the pressure that international students face because you came to Canada and you already had just two years left on your PR card and then you're a student and then you graduate and then the time the timeline kicks in you have to find a job and that's the pressure that a lot of students face so yeah I'd love to learn more about your career path yeah, for sure. The timing has a mix of influx from the pandemic because as, as I graduated, our batch was the last batch in 2019, which had a in-person convocation. And then I went back home for the winters. And I, once I came back, it was at, it was January, February 2020. And slowly the COVID started rising. And in March, we had a total lockdown. So at that time, I was just doing a teacher's assistant position at Queens. And as soon as I started looking for jobs, I just saw a lot of people getting laid off, companies going down, and the pandemic getting into full full strength. And then we had the lockdowns. So as soon as those got over, I I got a job in Kingston, which was not the plan. But <laughs> at that time, I got a job in Kingston. I was like, you know, I know my future is in Toronto. And I know I will move there eventually. So why not just experience working and living in downtown Kingston as well? So, and that job I also got through networking and referral. There was a small Pakistani association in Kingston. And one of the person over there used to work in an HR firm who recommended me. So again, I would enforce the point of networking and let them know if you're looking for some things. So I'm sure the HR people hardly read the cover letters that I've spent so much time on. And as soon as, you know, someone uh, refers you or you come in with a recommendation, you just jump a few ladders. So that has been very helpful. I worked for a year in Kingston downtown. And then I was like, you know, now is the time for me to move to Toronto. Mm, it, it, it does make sense why referrals and you know networking is is so powerful when you're trying to build a career because these recruiters they you know they have so many applications to read i would i don't envy that yeah. job at all trying to pick out the candidates that they want to interview and like that's such a long tiring process of going through all the resumes all the cover letters so just imagine if you have someone that you trust come to you and say oh i actually know this perfect candidate i met him at this networking event he's this 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 you already know that they're a good candidate so yeah you can just kind of go forward with that person and and go from there so yeah it does skip steps it does make sense it just takes a lot of work to get get to that point but it's worth it yeah it it's a lot of work behind the scenes and uh i think like all the jobs that i've done easier apply on linkedin i've never heard back from them mm-hmm, <laughs> so totally. yeah so that didn't really work out. So yeah, after after Kingston, I worked at a at a meal prep company in Toronto. But I had the option of working uh, remotely. So at that time, I became a bit I would say comfortable with Kingston. I became a bit lazy as well because every time I had that in uh, like last year, I used to come to Toronto. I f- I don't know why, but even though I spent twenty five years in Karachi, I felt like you know this big city is very noisy. It's a bit smelly. There's too many people. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. It's so expensive. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll just spend more time in Kingston, get some more savings up before I come to Toronto. And Kingston, like every time I used to just leave the GTA towards Kingston, I had this peace in my mind. Like, you know, Aww. it's calm. You're going home. I love that. There's no noise. And <laughs> Look, they, they changed your little city man heart. I love that. You were yeah. all a city guy and then they got you by the heartstrings in the small city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Kingston was very quiet by even 9 p.m. And you wouldn't find like a lot of food options. Food was already very limited in Kingston, like in terms of brands. And and you would only find maybe McDonald's and maybe another place after like 10 p.m. Okay, yeah. (laughs) So 
even after that, like I was still very calm in Kingston. I was like, I knew half the city by that time. And yeah, and half had, the people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but so I spent more time in Kingston, and I was like, I don't want to move to Toronto, especially in the winters. I'll move in the springtime or maybe summer, so I can have a full fresh start in Toronto. So that's what I did. I worked remotely, and then in May, I I <laughs> forced myself to move to Toronto because. Kingston just became very repetitive at that time. Like every day felt the same. <laughs> mm, okay, yeah, you wanted a bit more energy. Well, you know, now it's just a next step and a new career and a, and a fresh start. Yeah, cool. It is interesting, isn't it, when you compare the two? So, you know, even for me, Kingston is like a big built-up place for me where I am because <laughs> I'm in the real rural Canada. So it's just interesting to chat with you because, yeah, you know, comparing Kingston to Toronto and saying. You know, there's not that much to do after nine, eight, nine p.m. You said, well, there's nothing to do here after like four o'clock, right? Like, <laughs> so I'm like, wow, eight o'clock. What am I? How amazing! Yeah. Um. So it's yeah, it's really cool. There's so so many pros and cons for each place. It's really just what you're yeah. looking for in that moment in time. Obviously, with the pandemic, a lot of people gravitated towards the smaller cities and you know places where I am really rural like that idyllic slower pace you know people are working from home now so you don't need to worry about living in the cities you know that kind of thing started happening because of the pandemic and now you know we're the fastest growing areas that are like the cottage and ski countries and in Ontario anyway so yeah it's interesting how these places are growing um but whenever I go to Toronto I love it because there's so much to do (laughs) I do love it I don't know if I could live there but I do love going there because it is just a different energy and you can always find something to do you know you can go to a show you can try a new restaurant you can you know do this and that it's yeah yeah Toronto has so much happening like like you can just plan something on the go and like I felt like when I used to come to Toronto for a day or two I used to plan everything in at once but there was still something like you know I was like I have to miss out or maybe I'll come next time but once you start living here like uh, like last night I went to the Toronto International Film Festival oh yeah how is that that was amazing. I didn't know that all the cast would come as well. Yeah, so. I didn't either. There's like Hugh Jackman and Jennifer Lawrence yeah. and Taylor Swift. I'm like, oh my God, everyone is coming. It's crazy. Yeah. Did you see anyone? I was in the line for Taylor Swift for, I would say, at least 20 minutes. Uh-huh. But there was no ETA for her. Like, I had no idea oh, when she was coming. No, no one knew. Half the people <laughs> didn't even know who's coming out. So, there's. I live in the entertainment district. So, this is like the next building to me. And some of the roads were blocked, uh, like they closed off on Saturdays, Sundays. And there were a lot of celebrities that came. Jennifer Lopez, Hugh Jackman came yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I think for Taylor Swift, there was the biggest. Like Joe Jonas came yesterday as well. Daniel Radcliffe was here. So these things that, you know, I really miss when I was in Kingston because these events are pretty nice to have in a city that you live in. Definitely. It really is. That is definitely the biggest pro of just the, you know, the amount of things to do and things to keep you busy. And especially in the winter months, it's really good to have those things to uh, (laughs) distract you with because out here where I am, it's really just, you know, you're going to go ice fishing or you're going to go, you know, on the like the quad bikes or the sleds or something. And then that's it, really. Go skiing. It's the outdoor activities. But, you know, there's nothing else yeah. much going on in the winter months especially winters i would say for international students it's like kryptonite because especially after mid-december for us because we didn't have that much uh friend circle or network at that time and especially living in a small city it's not easy <laughs> seeing the sun set at maybe 4 35 we have nothing oh, to do sucks. freezing because <laughs> we <laughs> like especially for me I'm not that much into winter sports like skiing, ice skating, because I'm like, no, that's not for me. Yeah. So there's not much to do other than just having hot chocolate and watching shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's, there's live music and yeah, there's museums and there's a lot to do in Toronto. But yeah, whereas in Toronto, like there's so much to do. There's so many brands, I would say, like I'm a big foodie. There's so many brands in Toronto to explore. And oh, for you, there's this, uh, there's this London brand that I tried there. I don't know how to pronounce it. That I just opened the next building. It's called Prete Mongo or something. Prete-Mongo. It's French. Prete Manger. It's like ready to eat. 
Yeah, so that, yes. that opened here. I know, I saw that on Blog TO and I was like, <laughs> yes, I'm going to share it on my Instagram. It's literally everywhere in London, isn't it? It's like yeah. every single street corner is like what Timmy's is for Canadians. It's like Al Pret a Manger. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited about that. It's like fresh wraps and, you know, all the goodness. I'm excited. Yeah. But again, there's an, I won't have one of those. Like, <laughs> I have to go to <laughs> Toronto to, to have anything like that. So Yeah, so that's one thing I really love about Toronto, the number of brands that are here and the authenticity, because some of the food in Kingston, for example, like the authentic Pakistani food, it wasn't there, like Afghani food, Indian food. I mean, there were some options, but they weren't as authentic and as uh, luxurious as in taste as they are in Toronto, because Toronto is just a hub for yeah. everything. I was going to say that all of that comes from the diversity. You know, you go to the the less built up areas and it, there's just naturally less diversity of people, restaurants. That's kind of a domino effect of that. You're not going to have as many newcomers and then, you know, as many authentic restaurants and all different cultures and people to meet. So, yeah, that's definitely a con for for the smaller places. But yeah, yeah. I've, I've traveled to even smaller places than Kingston because on the way there's Brockville, Belleville, mm-hmm. Smith Falls, Cornwall. And after that, I would really appreciate, I had been really appreciating Kingston because there were much more options. But people really love living in the small cities, whereas I felt like for me, especially in this time, like I'm 28, I should really experience the big city because I don't want to have that regret on my list. That Totally. That's what I feel like. I lived in London when I was obviously living in England. I lived in London for a year and I was just so happy that I had that. I'm like, yep, I've done it. Now I can move <laughs> on. <laughs> so it's good. But then obviously moving outside of the city, you know, one of the pros of that is obviously cost of living because affordable housing, again, I mean, it's prob- it's really bad everywhere right now, honestly, but Toronto and the big cities especially, it's just absolutely crazy right now. So, you know, a lot of people are thinking, you know, moving outside of the city, especially if you're now working remotely, why not? Um, but then again, also another good point is that people often think that like all the jobs are in the cities, the big cities, like oh, all the jobs are in Toronto. And it's like, yes, but at the same time, there's like millions more people that are competing for those jobs so I always say to you it's kind of like a catch-22 where it's like yeah there's more jobs but there's more competition so if you leave the city it's cheaper to live and there's almost like more job opportunities because there's less competition so I don't know it's hard isn't it you just gotta like what exactly what you've done just kind of try out you know the different the different places and see what works for you and your current your current circumstances and like you've proven nothing is permanent. Like you can always move, you can always pick up and try a different place because yeah, why not try it out? So I love that. Yeah, definitely. I've seen like a lot of people taking a job from Toronto and then moving to a smaller city. A lot of people like I was watching on YouTube, they they bought property in Calgary, but they work for a Toronto company because it pays much more. Uh-huh. So if you have that balance, that's like the perfect balance, like <laughs> getting a job here and working in a, I mean, living in a small city. But like Toronto, like you said, the rents are super massive. Traveling in Toronto has become a mission now because there's so much traffic. Yeah. There is a lot of public transport options, but they're always packed and delays are always happening. So driving into Toronto, if you have to go to the <laughs> office and you live outside of Toronto, I could never do that. I don't, people do that in the thousands every single day and like hats off to you because those roads into Toronto are just like, two oh, lanes yeah. of <laughs> Gardner Parkway oh, I don't know what's like Don Valley <laughs> Parkway of death yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's been a con for Toronto and now I've seen there's a new con which is uh, very frequent now that the crime rate in, in Toronto I feel has really spiked now because mm. uh, stabbings and you know, all these random things and uh, that's that's a that, if that had happened when I was in Kingston I might have double thought about living here but because Kingston was like, I would hardly hear anything like there's something. Yeah, everyone's in happening. bed. <laughs> yeah. But like recently I've seen Toronto, like a lot of crime has been reported. Yeah. So that's a thought as well. It's so interesting to, do you think you're going to be there long term then? Or do you think you'll just check it off your list and then move back to your beloved Kingston or somewhere else? <laughs> what do you think? So I feel like I won't live in downtown Toronto, like uh, mm. peak downtown Toronto for a long time because even though I love it here, it's super expensive. Like if yeah. I want to save up and eventually get some property, like I don't even have a car right now. So even then it's still very expensive. 
So I might move a bit outside of Toronto, like maybe North York. Mm-hmm. Like I still want to be somewhere near a TTC subway line so that I can just easily come into the city. Yeah. So that is an option. I lived in Mississauga before, but surprisingly, Mississauga right now is actually the same prices as downtown Toronto because yeah. it's super expensive. So um, I think the solution for everybody now is just move to Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Go to where it's the cheapest. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Or you could always move to St. John's, Newfoundland. Yeah. Other, Just other become province. a fisherman and listen to, <laughs> you know, the old Irish music and, and drink good draft beer. And yeah, what a life. Hear the waves crashing. That's what I missed. I loved that. Hearing the waves. In, in the summertime, probably. Probably winter, it might be more difficult. <laughs> yeah. They, the locals did tell us that. They get a lot of snow, which is crazy, actually. Mm-hmm. It was an island. You'd think they wouldn't, but Yeah. Might be tough yeah. in the winter. <laughs> yeah, so, so like, kind of like massive. One of my plans had always been, and I think I still have it on the list, and it's still a regret, that I want to work and live in Vancouver downtown for at least six months to experience that. Like it, like it right now, with my, I live on the 27th floor, I can just see buildings everywhere, but I've heard so much in Vancouver that you see mountains instead of buildings and that would really just be next level <laughs> yeah oh i love vancouver i could i i would live there actually in a heartbeat like probably not downtown but somewhere around there yeah the mountains and the ocean and oh, it's the just weather next level. weather is amazing there. <laughs> yeah that's true too it does you don't get as much snow you get a lot of rain though it's more kind of closer to the uk weather um yeah interesting it's just such a crazy hard decision, isn't it? It's like, where are you going to move to in Canada? We can't answer it for you. It's so personal to what you want, what you enjoy, what you're looking for in life and where your circumstances are right now, career wise and all other things. So, but yeah, it's just interesting to chat through all your experiences in, in all the different places. And I'll have to get you back on when you're in Vancouver and Calgary and all these <laughs> other places. <laughs> yeah. My dad always tells me that, you know, you shouldn't exceed more than two suitcases. And right. that should be your entire stuff. And so that you're very flexible, you can move easily. But I, I have so much stuff, random stuff now, which I, oh. <laughs> I just bought on. But if I ha- still have the option of just two suitcases, like you could just get a remote job, move here and there pretty easily. Mm. Wonderful. Oh, well, thank you so much, Mustafa, for your time. This has been so great. Um, let us know where people can find you if they want to connect with you. I'd love to, yeah, to share that with everyone listening. Yeah, especially. So I'm very active on Instagram. That's where I get most of my news updates and every update. So my name is Mustafa23 Ansari on uh, Instagram. And I can send you the link. And if there's anybody who needs any assistance, because I did make a few guides for international students. So a lot of them reach out to me and, you know, asking asking for suggestions and asking for uh, what are the best pros and cons because someone who's already lived through the experience can easily just tell them instead of them reliving that same experience. So I am happy to help anyone who needs any guidance or help. That's wonderful. Yeah, so that's Mustafa23. I'm sorry, I'll put that in the show notes. And yeah, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so, so much for listening. It would mean the world to me if you could leave the show a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next time. Bye.